Scott, and welcome to this pre-holiday, um, post-Stan Bowman being promoted, Raycast. Um, <laughs> I'm your host this evening, John Jekyll. Um, greet, joining me tonight is my uh, trusty sidekick, Jeff Osborne, also known across the interwebs as Gatekeeper. My name is Jeff. It's Hefe, man. There he is. That's him. Also joining us tonight <laughs> is uh, Rick Ryder, um, Sean Fitzgerald. Uh, we may have a couple more members of the team joining us uh, a little later on um, as we dissect uh, today's news. Uh, we're going to keep this brief and to the point, not a lot of the usual hijinks um, or skullduggery or as some might say douchebaggery. Um, I, I, I don't think we can get away from that, John. Uh, we'll do our best. <laughs> Tonight's show, as always, is brought to you by our founding sponsor, the good people at Puck Hockey the hockey culture uh, apparel brand. Um, I suggest you go to P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com before the holiday season in this season of uh, remote shopping and uh, pick up some gear for your family. Use the rink discount code. You'll get 10% off all their cool stuff, um, including custom lines for for NHL players, including uh, former Blackhawk Marion Hosa, which is a really cool line. Um, Snoop Dogg and uh, many other bands. Um, uh, so go and check them out. Use the rink discount code for 10% off. T-H-E-R-I-N-K. Um, any other housekeeping before we get started, Mr. No, I just want to, I just want to say, I said it on my other podcast, but on this one, I ordered a whole bunch of stuff, a bunch of Christmas presents from puckhockey.com and they sent me some free t-shirts, some free stickers, all kinds of good stuff. Plus they sent me, you know, uh, some little goodies and stuff because you know they like us a little bit, yeah. but um, on top of it, it, it's it's all good stuff, man. It's all really it good is stuff. good stuff. I have the I'm not wearing it tonight, but I actually have the rink, um, baseball hat, the black with the blue brim. I've got this sweatshirt, and my dad got me for my birthday the flannel shirt with the rink logo on it. So, there you go. um, and I I Christmas is coming around. I have a feeling my um, my dad will have something else from the rink rep uh, the rink section of cocky for me this christmas so yeah it's good stuff i mean excellent i'm not only a member i'm the president you know from that. <laughs> you're the size sperling of puckhockey.com yeah <laughs> um, so the reason we have uh, gathered together here dearly beloved this evening is to discuss the uh the blackhawks promotion of stan bowman uh not the firing of stan bowman as some had expected or hoped for um, I'm going to, uh, get this started. Uh, you know, we'll, the, the three of us can certainly probably take up an hour on this. Um, but if not, you know, if some others join us, we'll, we'll fit them in as well. We do have a hard stop on tonight's festivities at nine 30. Um, so, and I, I think, I don't know if we have any questions. I don't, I don't remember uh, seeing any questions on Twitter. Jeff, did you? Maybe not. So we're going to keep going here. Um, Aaron, why don't you get us started uh, with your take on today's news? Uh, did you mean Sean? I'm Sean. I'm sorry, Sean. No, don't worry about it. Aaron and I have uh, our spitting images of each other. You guys do look alike. That's why I confused you. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Um, I was baffled by the news, to be honest with you. Um, I had, uh, after... Uh, seeing the news and uh, talking about it in our uh, rink chat there. 
I told my wife that Stan Bowman got a promotion and her response was what? Like, I don't, I, I, I've been trying to break down the move in my head for a while since it happened. And the only reason it makes sense to me and why they did it is to save money. Um, if you're going to bring in, whether it's a new GM or a new president, you're going to have to pay them more money than you would be to promote Stan Bowman and give him another title. He probably did, makes a little bit more money. He gets a little bit more of a title increase. And that's the only thing I can see for the justification for that move is saving money internally. In terms of at like strategically for a hockey perspective, this move makes no sense. The, the whole current state of the Blackhawks um, organization, uh, the NHL team, the AHL team, even down to the ECHL team is all on Stan Bowman. And, and currently, currently it doesn't, it doesn't look, look good. good. There's, there's no, no, like, like the ECHL, ECHL like said, said, there's, there's no, no prospects, prospects at, at all. all. Like, like none. none. They're, they're, they're signing, signing all former, former AHL, AHL guys, guys to play, to play on, on the fuel. fuel. So, so there's, there's no, no prospects, prospects down there. there. Um, this, this, the salary cap, cap has been mismanaged, mismanaged, mismanaged the point, point where, where they're really, they're really not, not going to do, do anything, anything of record, record until, until Duncan Keith, Keith Brent Seabrook, Seabrook, Patrick, Patrick Kane, Kane, and John Jonathan's contracts are all, are all on the books. books so. So. I, 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 I don't, I don't understand it at all, at all from, a from a purely hockey, hockey sense. sense. Sorry about that. I'll jump in. I was having audio issues over here, so I, could, I couldn't hear you. Um, Jeff, what do you think? think? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a little perplexed, but I'm not necessarily surprised. Uh, I didn't think they would actually go through with, you know, promoting him and kind of going all in on Bowman like they are. Uh, but I will say this, and I thought about this today, and it, it may or may not come to fruition, but I, got, I was like, there's got to be some kind of, like, blessing in this. And, <clears throat> you know, say, you know, the season goes probably as we're, we expect it to go. Um, you know, where they're going to be bad, they're not going to make the playoffs, that whole thing. And they could be one of the worst teams in the entire NHL. Uh, Let's say uh, maybe they leave Bowman in this president of hockey ops position and bring in another GM next year. So that's their way of not firing Bowman. He's already in a position. They're just taking some stuff, you know, they could frame it however they want to frame it. They could frame it as, well, we're just giving him more responsibilities than the president of hockey ops. It's really a full promotion, and there was too much to do between being the GM. And they could, they could frame it any way they want to make it as they're not firing him as a GM, but they keep him on the staff and don't upset Scotty and all that other nonsense that, that, that goes along with it. So that's the only thing I can think of that maybe you know, may happen down the road is that they just make him, you know, like we originally, we had talked about this, that maybe they were going to make him the you know, the president of hockey ops and they did. And now maybe they're going to bring in another GM at some point. Uh, they have to, because he's not really great at his job. Like Sean was saying, he, he doesn't do like he, he, his drafting was mediocre at best. His, his, his contracts, not that good. His, his salary cap management, not good at all. I mean, they're in a, a terrible spot now because of it. So, you know, he's not really good as a GM, but, to fire somebody without firing them, that would be the way to do it. That's kind of my hopes and dreams. It's the, it's the Kenny Williams treatment before yeah. uh, 
it's the Kenny Williams treatment. So Kenny Williams was the general manager of the White Sox for umpteen years. They didn't really do too much. They won the one World Series, which bought him a contract for life with Jerry Reinsdorf. And ultimately, to turn over control of the team to um, – I'm blanking on their GM's name right now. He's probably the best one in the city of Chicago right now, and I'm blanking on his name. Um, they promoted Kenny, Kenny Williams, Williams to the, to the vice, vice president, president of baseball, baseball operations. operations. So, so they did, they did exactly, exactly what Gates said they, they were to do to stand. stand. They promoted, they promoted him, him out of a day-to-day role, role, called it a promotion, promotion and took away responsibilities of creating, creating all the, um, um, the day-to-day moves. moves. So that's, so that's what, what I, I – hopefully, hopefully Gates, Gates right, right and he's, he's going to get Kenny, Kenny Williams street 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 in that regard. Sean, we're going to ask you to kind of hold off for a sec. We're getting an echo. Introducing Aaron Goldstein. Goldschmidt, sorry. Our, Goldstein. Our, uh, our, our <laughs> He's our lawyer, Goldstein. It's been so long since we've done one of these. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm rusty. Um, Aaron Goldschmidt, our uh, Rig Colorado um, impresario. Um, and I'm telling you if, you, if you could see him and Sean Fitzgerald side by side, you'd understand how I would confuse the two of them. They're, They're literally, literally twin, twin sons, sons of a different, of a different mother. mother. And they're so, both so, offended right now. Oh, oh, you know what, guys? I wanted to come on this for one reason um, based on the news of today. Just, just want to make this official. You guys ready? Yes, we're ready. He took the hat off. He took it off and he put the Colorado hat on. It's it's done. done. I'm, I'm over. over. I'm, I'm so, so happy. happy I'm not supporting that franchise, franchise with, 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 with my, my hard earned money. money. Good luck, Good luck guys. guys. Hey, that's what I do with the Kraken. Go listen to the Kraken, Kraken Hostel Ringcast. <laughs> so, Aaron, what's your take on this? My take is they went in the wrong direction. Uh, people were saying Bowman needed less power. They needed to get out. And they give him more power. He's, he's a president of operations for for hockey operations and he's the gm this is a train wreck this is a nightmare i don't know what to tell hawks fans they have to be devastated more of the same where where are you going to be in five years from now probably in the same place well Well, you know it's interesting i was commenting commenting on on the um um, chat chat, that that, um, um you're reading, reading the, the comments, comments and the threads, threads across, across the internet, 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 across Twitter, you can, you can um, um, see that a lot of the fan base has turned against Dan Bowman at this point. point. And, and um, you know, you know it, it, it's, it's not, not, I'm not surprised, surprised that this happened, happened at all because, because when, they, when they promoted everybody, everybody in hockey, hockey ops a few months, months ago, it, it kind it of begged the question if they were going to replace Bowman, why would you have everybody just promoted in hockey ops? And, and so I'm, so not, I'm surprised not surprised by this. By this. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Um, because if you're really rebuilding, really then you got to get, get rid of, of the architect of the mediocrity of the last five, five years. years. And, and they're, they're not, not really, really rebuilding. rebuilding. They're just they're cutting, cutting costs. And, and if you're if looking, you're looking for, for how they cut costs with this, this, if they, if they looked, looked at the cost of adding a team president from the outside, they probably looked at that and said that's too expensive. 
we'll just, we'll just keep, keep standing, standing promote, promote him, him uh, give him a, a margin raise, raise or whatever, whatever it is. is. And and it's it's, it's just, just the same, same old thing with this team, team where they're, where they're you, know, you know shoveling, shoveling up mediocrity and um, telling everybody it's great. And I would not expect any different results with this team for at least two or three seasons. I mean, you may see marginal improvements in some of the young players, but the old players are going to uh, keep getting older. And um, you know, it's um, it's just really disappointing. And I I, I think that. I was actually kind of surprised at the number of fans on Twitter who responded to this um, negatively. Um, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing or inaccurate. I think they should. It's just that, you know, a couple of years ago, you couldn't say anything about Bowman without triggering, you know, two thirds of the fan base. And that's really changed. I mean, I, I think people are just had it. I think the, the um, rebuild uh, rollout of the summer, which was just so poorly handled, um, I think it just people finally realize that these people are not being truthful. Um, they're just BSing the fan base. And, you know, what was once the preeminent sports franchise in Chicago, pro sports franchise in Chicago, is now really falling to the bottom of the pile really quickly. It's stunning. Um, anyway, that's the beginning of my rant. The beginning. When's the end? Oh, it's coming. <laughs> Don't you worry, pal. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. <clears throat> everything you said is, is the way I feel too, as well. Um, you guys still getting the echo or you got no, no, echoes gone. Okay. Sounds good. Sorry. I, yeah. I'm, I'm watching the chat on top of this. So thanks Kevin Thomas for saying, uh, for uh, telling us where the echo was coming from. But anyway, um, yeah, it's just, they're kicking the can down the road for this season. They know they're not going to, they know it's going to be a messed up season. They know it's going to be, you know, they're probably not going to make the playoffs, which they shouldn't anyway. Uh, they've already told the fans they're going to stink and they're going to rebuild. And th so they've put everything in place to kick the can down the road. And when they've got a little bit more time, because of course you're not going to, you're not going to fire Bowman like right as the season starts or, or, you, you know, so it, it was with bad timing, uh, COVID stuff and all that other stuff. And uh, you know, it, it just, lucky for Bowman COVID happened is kind of what it is because it's probably saved them, uh, you know, dumping them. Uh, they probably just said, we, we don't know what's going to go on. Who's going to build a team. We don't, you know, or who's going to keep this team running, uh, you know, just walking in the door and, uh, you know, the season wasn't over. It was kind of half over. They didn't know if there was going to be a Stanley cup and they didn't know if they were going to be invited and all that stuff combined. I think that, uh, you know, that gave them an excuse to kick it down the road a little bit. It saved Stan Bowman's butt a little bit. And uh, this could very well be what, what, you know, what I was hoping for that uh, just, you know, after the season's over with, they just say, all right, Stan, stay there. We're bringing in a guy who's going to develop players and that's it. It feels different though, this time, for some reason, I read that news and I was like, okay, you know, I feel like we've been so much more fired up with uncertainty and like not a, having a direction. And now we get this answer from the team that we're, that's, you know, maybe we're not surprised by because of their direction. And it just feels like, you know, you've been punched so many times in the gut. It doesn't feel, you can't feel it anymore. And I don't know. I, we've all watched this team for a long time and it's been hard watching them fall, but at the same time, this is uh, a leadership issue. I, I, I don't think that they're the only ones dealing with that. I think the Cubs are dealing with it right now too. I think the bears are really suffering with leadership issues. 
and it's hard to shuffle the deck. People don't have the the cojones to shuffle leadership front offices because it's not easy to find the right people. It costs a lot of money. And this seems like, uh, you know, people are struggling. Professional sports are going to struggle. Let's keep the same. Let's let's status quo here. And, um, you know, maybe when things pick up again, we can figure things out. But seems like a money driven issue. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. You know, the team's going to be what they are for, you know, the, the coming years. But yeah, it just seems very like like a numb feeling for for a lot of fans. For me, I mean. I love the team. I've been covering the as for the last couple of years and it's fun, but yeah, just, just a little Game number right now. I don't know about you guys. You know, it's funny. I heard a lot of people drawing parallels today on Twitter uh, between the White Sox and the Blackhawks and um, Jerry Reinsdorf and the Wurtzes. But, you know, I don't know, you know, yeah, the, the Hawks have the three championships, um, you know, from uh, 2010 through 2015 and, and nobody's just discounting that. But, you know, the White Sox are a team really on the rise. I mean, sure, their they're new manager is a, you know. DUI waiting a, to happen. Yeah. A, a uh, tippling senior citizen. but Not DUI waiting to happen, DUI already. <laughs> already happened. Happen. Another DUI waiting to happen. Yeah, right. Um, but aside from that, they really are a team on the rise. And um, the Blackhawks are not. Um, and, you know, even today, there's, there are, there, you know, their press releases and, and, Danny Wirtz, Dollar Danny, his new nickname, Dollar Danny talking about um, uh, the rebuild and how stands the guy to run the rebuild. This isn't a rebuild. Stop lying. Stop lying. Stop spinning things to be something that they're not. It's not a rebuild. And, you know, I mean, if it was a rebuild, they would have traded Crawford and Leonard at the last trade deadline. You know, if it was a rebuild, they might have taken some offers on Duncan Keith, or they might this year take some offers on some of these, uh, you know, uh, long-term players with the bigger contracts. Um, they're not rebuilding. Um, and, you know, I, so I just, I, what I don't understand is how they, at what point do they think this is going to change? You know, I mean, cause I, what I see happening honestly is I think you're going to start seeing some empty seats at games at some point, probably, probably maybe even this year. And it's, that's going to keep going. You're going to see because, a lot of empty seats this season. <laughs> yeah. And there's right. Because nobody can resell their tickets it, and they, that's been right, nobody's off for be allowed in the no, Nobody's going to be allowed in the arena. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yes. But until Sorry. like, but they're thinking that next fall they're you know, they're, they're going to be at least close to, you know, majority of, of the arenas being able to be full right, so right. next season. Yeah. Right. For sure. Right. Yes. Logistics. Sorry about and, that. And John, I think um, you were saying earlier about the, um, the Stan Bowman angst. And um, I kind of tied to what Aaron said. Um, so in the town in Chicago, now the bulls decided to start over the, after all those years, I'm, I'm not, um, I believe Gates said it, that the bulls loyalty to Garpax is similar to the Blackhawks loyalty to Stan Bowman. It, it's gone way past its yeah, shelf I can't, life. I can't actually take credit for that. Billy Terrell, Billy, Billy terrible Terrell. Uh, my, my friend who uh, worked, uh, you know, was like a billet for the uh, Chicago Steel. He brought that up. He texted me that today. So okay. I want to give him credit for it. Good credit where it's credit is due. And the Bulls finally decided to start over. And they hired two people and a new coach that look like they're going to go in the right direction. The Like Aaron said, the Cubs have, I mean, Jed Hoyer's 
an accomplished general manager, but now he doesn't have Theo Epstein above him calling the shots. And they're looking to be going into a rebuild. Uh, I was reading before coming on that uh, the likelihood of you Darvish being traded is bigger than Chris Bryant. So they're, they're going into a rebuild. The only team and the bears um, I read a stat. My friend sent me this the other day. The bears are 195 and 212 since 1996 wins and losses. That's the definition of mediocre or below average. So before the White Sox were the, or before the Blackhawks were this beacon of like, okay, we've got a winning sports franchise and now we're just plodding along to mediocrity. And it's, there are going to be, it's almost feels like we're going back into the early two thousands where the building's going to be bad. The building's going to be empty. The team's going to be bad. And in the Chicago landscape, the whole thing is going to be irrelevant. You're going to be like when I was in high school, I walked up with my Marist ID and got a ticket for $11 and sat in the, in the 100 level because nobody was in the building. Oh, Marist. Yes. But yeah, that that's where I think we're, that's why I think we're trending and it's, I it's definitely totally agree. Direction. I, start I yeah, totally agree. Yeah. There's John. There's there. There were the, the echo was on John that time. <laughs> That is remedied. Um, yeah. Aaron, what do you think? <laughs> talking into nothing. Yeah. Can you guys hear me okay? Now yeah. we do. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just <laughs> feel like Kirby Doc was a gift, right? Um, really nice player. I'm really looking forward to seeing him in the World Juniors. I think you just have to look at the positives as Hawks fans. You've got, you got Doc... Kirby Doc um, was an enormous gift. Enormous yeah. gift. Uh, um, Somehow they didn't screw it up. Uh, okay, l- let me say this with some confidence. Ian Mitchell is going to be a good player. Oh, I'm here not- we go. Ian Mitchell time. Yes, <laughs> go, go, I'm go. Not, I'm not telling you this guy is going to... Denver Pioneers. I'm not telling you that this guy is going to be the future captain. I'm not doing a Mario Tarabasi take about Ryan Hart. Oh, he's listening to this right now. Um, I'm not telling you that he's going to be a top-line pairing. I'm not telling you whatever. I'm telling you this guy is wants to be a Hawk. He's a great player, great character, and Hawks fans should look forward to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope that – and I know this is in their plans. I really hope they don't ruin his career by throwing him to the wolves yeah. like they did Adam Boquist. And sure, Adam Boquist had some highlight real goals, but at the end of the day, he shouldn't be paid to do that. You know, yeah. um, we yeah, don't need well, more Eric Gustafson's. He shouldn't have been today, drafted. Ian Mitchell's going to be a top pair defenseman. They're going to throw him directly into the NHL with no – with just a little bit of warm-up in training, but no training camp games. They're going to throw him right in the game one, regular season, first pairing defenseman with MVP. That's well, what Ian Mitchell. That's our new, our new, our new team president has told us that's going to happen. And, I know uh, that's the scary part. This is the same guy who told us that uh, Dylan Secura was going to be the team's big uh, trade deadline acquisition. I keep bringing I that one up that's too. In 2018, he um, also traded two second round picks for for Gates guy David Runblad at right, the deadline. Right, and lost lost two Brandon Sod trades. But we digress. Um, Thank you very you much. Know, as, speaking of Mitchell, I, Aaron, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I listen, 
I don't put a ton of stock into YouTube videos of college players, as you know. YouTube. Um, but, but I, I, you know, everything I read, everything I've heard about Ian Mitchell suggests that he has the work ethic and the desire and the talent to be a good NHL player. The question is, is how good and how soon? Um, and I, like you, hope that they don't, um, you know, damage his psyche and his confidence irreparably by throwing him into a bad or no win situation. Cause I gotta be honest with you. I mean, Boakvist, I think he's still going to be a good player. Um, but you know, just watching some of his body language after getting completely toasted, um, in the playoffs on a couple of occasions, that was a little, uh, you know, it's like, um, yeah, he, you can tell he wants to be better, but you can also see that the kid was really struggling and, you know, somebody else said, Gate, I think it was, you said it, um, yesterday, how, uh, you know, you can sit here and talk about a college player coming into the NHL on defense, which is the toughest position to play in the NHL, uh, at least to start. Um, and you can talk about this kid coming in and, and excelling, you know, as Bowman loves to do, because Bowman loves to overhype guys that he thinks his brand is attached to, the Stan Bowman brand. He loves to overhype them. Um, and you can talk about it, but this kid's going to have to go out and play against Tarasenko and against Blake Wheeler and um you know every any number well, of yeah they got that next in their division so we got stamkos kucherov point yeah uh, all those yeah doors on, on on that right right and and uh it, he's gonna we're gonna find out if, if they really do keep him in the nhl and and give him top four minutes which they're kind of talking like they're gonna do um, the, he's going to, he's going to be put to the test. And if he's got weaknesses, they're going to be exposed. And that's where, you know, we'll see how he responds to it and we'll see how the team responds. You know, just does, does Bowman keep doubling down on his bad bet or, you know, do they, do they send him to Rockford for some conditioning at some point and how, how might that affect him? So again, but the thing that's, the thing that's, that's made all this possible is Stan Bowman overhyping a prospect again. Again, and this is our new team president. This is even worse. He's hyping up Ian Mitchell worse than he hyped up Dylan Sakura. Absolutely. And you, to say that you thought he was ready last year. Well, Stan, forgive me if I don't uh, really believe in your talent evaluation because you told us Dylan Sakura was, again, we bring it up all the time, the trade deadline acquisition that was going to come in that year. And Still was, waiting. Chad yes. Chris with the second round pick too, and you don't see him getting hyped. Yeah. Uh, we're still waiting on Sakura, by the way. We're still waiting. <laughs> I, I think it, I think we all need to recognize that, you know, you're a, a highly touted prospect like Adam Boquist. You dominate in peewees. You dominate in juniors. You get to the A and you think you're hot shit and, you know, you get some points there. But you get to the NHL and everybody knows that you think you're hot shit. And, it, and they want to let you know that you're not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and everyone is big. Everyone is fast. Like, Everybody was that guy yeah. in Peewee. Exactly. In the NHL. But now they're all, and there's guys that are even better than that in the NHL. It's just best of the best, tape to tape. Yeah. If you make one mistake, the puck's in the back of the yeah. net. And yeah. especially with this goal, let's let's not forget, how is the goaltending tandem going to affect the psyche of the under defenseman? Oh, it's <laughs> Yeah, it's it's yeah. going to be wild. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have guys back there, inexperienced goalies behind, uh, inexperienced, inexperienced defensemen. defensemen. Yeah, like you know Ian Mitchell, who you know 
you, like Aaron said, I'm with you. Like, I think he could be a really good NHL player. Might be a middle pair defenseman. That doesn't mean he's not going to have a really good career in the NHL. Right. But right. you're going out there and he's going from college right immediately to the NHL with no nothing in between. Nothing. Not even training camp games. Right. Not nothing. You're you're going. You're, you're going to bring him in here. You're going to train him for what 15 days or whatever. Whatever camp's going to supposedly open. Uh, he gets 15 days of skate with these guys, which he's done for the past two, three years in prospect camp and stuff and, and training camp uh, a couple times. And you're just going to throw him first, like the shutdown defenseman. This is what you did to Adam Bokovic last year. And he got right. run, run over quite right. a few times. Right. He, he, you know, he held it towards the end. He started holding his home a little bit better but it took him a while. Yeah, he was getting, yeah. he was getting turnstiled on defense left and right. Yeah. And this is very likely what you're going to see out of like an Ian Mitchell. Yeah. Not going to say, I don't, we're, I don't think any of us are predicting that he's not going to figure it out. Right. No. And I, you know, we're, listen, we're all fans and big fans of Kirby doc and his potential. I think, I don't think any of us is writing Bokefist off at this point. And we're certainly not being negative about Ian Mitchell beyond saying we have, I think, everybody's got to have realistic expectations. Yeah. We're saying be reasonable, be pragmatic. That's all yeah. we ask. Yeah. Don't, don't tell us he's going to be the rookie of the year yeah. and win the Calder. And he's going to be the first pairing defenseman with Duncan Keith for the entire season, which means he's going to probably have the second most ice time on the entire team. Yeah. And the other thing I think that people need to remember is, I mean, the Keiths and the Taves is especially Corey Crawford is gone. Seabrook is pretty much done. The, you know, the, the only remaining uh, quote unquote core player from the Stanley cup team. So you could argue is still is in his prime is Patrick Kane. Uh, but you know, meanwhile, while we're, while we're waiting for these players to develop, which is perfectly normal and understandable having a development curve for good, highly drafted players. Um, but while we're waiting for that to happen, those players are going to keep getting older. Um, and it's, uh, you know, uh, here, here's the thing. If the Blackhawks go out and, and they're, you know, uh, a horrible record and no, no, not even a whiff of the playoffs, they'll just say, oh, we're, we're rebuilding, right? Even though they're not really rebuilding. Um, and if they get like sort of significance into the playoffs, they'll start up the old anything can happen bullshit. Pardon my French. And it, it just, if it, 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 this is really starting to remind me, uh, Sean, you said it, of, you know, 20 years ago. Um, when, when, you know, the Blackhawks could not succeed in spite of themselves. And, um, you know, there was never really a game plan until Bob Pulford would come in and take over either as GM or as head coach. Um, how many times did that happen? Oh gosh. I mean, it was like like every two years years it happened come back as a GM or coach. He never left the organization. He was always in perpetuity. He was a GM or a coach. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's, I just feel like we're, we're, the, the franchise is going back to those days really, really quickly with um, uh, the way that they've handled things over the last couple of years. The sod trade, as we know, um, which which basically was the precipitating event of the creation of the rank Seattle. Um, and, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, but 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 everything and the, and the, the whole rebuild fiasco and the, the rollout, which was a, just a complete sham and a joke. I mean, uh, it's. I mean, we're we're trying to be positive where we can be positive, but overall, if you look at the arc of the franchise, there's not a lot to be encouraged about right now. There really isn't. I got to drop off in a couple minutes, but I okay. want to bring up one last thing. Yep. 
just the concept of minute eaters, defensemen that eat minutes. Reliability is what I'm talking about. You look at the Hawks and Duncan Keith is a freak, right? But he can't eat 30 minutes a game moving no. forward. It's just not no. sustainable. You look at the rest of the lineup, Connor Murphy, you're like holding your breath every time he hits the ice. Same. I mean, Dehan is Mr. Injury prone. Uh, you, what he's that, that is that is future Seattle Kraken, Connor Murphy. Thank you very yeah, that's much. A distinct Let's the answer. Yeah, Sealer, forget about it. Uh, you can't fight everybody and keep pucks out of the net. And then Seabrook <laughs> is, you know, skating in sludge. And then he's that's a, it. That's all you got. You have Adam Boquist, who's definitely not a minute eater. So who's left? I mean, I think Ian right. Mitchell could be one of those guys for you. But look, we're not talking about a Johnny Oduya here. We're not right. talking about John Merson. Well, yeah, we're not, we're we're not even talking about some of the – played in the NHL. It's going to take time for that. You know, you don't just step into the NHL yeah. and, they, and all of a sudden you're a minute eater. Like, we're not even we're not even talking about a guy like Adam Rosewall. We would love or not Adam uh, Michael Rosewall. We would love to have that guy on our team. He played first line. Hey, can we get Adam Rosewall too? Yeah, him too. <laughs> and all I'm saying is that what about Zadorov? If if you could, what about, <laughs> about Aaron Goldstein? Hey, it's all about Zadorov. About Aaron Goldstein. <laughs> Aaron Goldstein, and yeah, I think uh, I saw that at the Blackhawks store on the discount rack. Goldstein. <laughs> Clearance, maybe. Aaron, I'm sorry. Puts on the uniform, coaches no, and fine. plays. All right, boys, Godspeed. Thanks, All Aaron. Right, care, Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Goldschmidt. Goldstein. That, Goldstein. Goldstein. God, Goldstein. Our lawyer, my, my brother from another mother. I'll never live that. I've had a long day. Had a long yeah. day. I've had a long life. Yeah, actually. we've all had a long day when when the Blackhawks just you know in the middle like, a couple days or you know, a week before Christmas decided to drop this knowledge nugget onto onto us. <sighs> about yeah. uh, th this stuff going on. I don't know. You, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll remind you guys, and I've brought this up before, but I think it bears uh, repeating. I was thinking about this tonight when I was talking to a guy, and I can't name who he is, um, who has his name on a Stanley Cup in a personnel capacity. And, you know, he, he knew that I was a Blackhawks fan. He looked at me. This was a couple, three years ago. And he said, he said, you know, the Blackhawks, they need to rebuild and they need new management to do it. And, uh, I mean, that's the other thing. It's like – I I don't think I don't really don't think Stan Bowman is very widely respected throughout the league. And yet, and yet the Wirtz family decided to make him their team president. I mean, if there's anybody out there who really thinks that this was a smart move for the team or or a, a, a totally logical move, come on. You don't think that there are better, more capable, more creative uh, talent people, personnel people out there in hockey than Stan Bowman? After with Stan Bowman's track record, you don't think so? I mean, well, according to uh, Stan Bowman's track record, starts with the tree cups, and he, you know he had so much to do with uh, all of them, yeah. every single one of them. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's where I, it all starts. Yeah, I saw. I did see one person on on the Twitters today throwing that one up, and I even thought about responding. I thought, no, no, I just I can't, I can only say this so many times, you know. Yeah. but the. But Stan Bowman gets three Stanley Cups. He gets that credit. But what did Joel Quenville get? He got no credit. He well, got the door. Like, get out of here. Well, and again, you know, Stan Bowman's three cups. I mean, those none of those cups happened without Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, Marion Hosa, Brent Seabrook, Duncan Keith, Patrick Sharp, Nicholas Jalmerson, Corey Crawford. 
all of whom, each of whom and all of whom were acquired by other GMs than Stan Bowman. So it's... Yep, and the coaching staff, Joel Quinville, who wasn't hired by Stan Bowman. I'm pretty sure Dale Talon hired him. Well, actually, uh, Scotty Bowman had a lot to do with, with bringing Quinville in. So, and, and, you know, and he also had a lot to do with bringing Jose in too, but, um, you know, just Stan moved around some deck chairs on those teams. That's really what he did. I love when I I just love when the people come to defend Stan uh, Stan about all that stuff. He, it it just drives me freaking baddie. I know he augmented, uh, he, uh, he literally put like new tires, gave an oil change to a Ferrari and let it drive. That's literally when he tried to make us tougher, he added all those guys, the Sammy Lapistos of the world, the um, mm. the late, uh, I can't think of his name. Um, Steve Monador. Monador. They added all these tough guys, and they were terrible. Yeah. And then they went away from that again. Yeah. Well, and then you get all the truthers, too, that are like, well, you know, Dale Talson has done so good since he left. And like no one is sitting here saying they should not have, uh, you know, let Talon go, and they should not they should not have hired Stan Bowman for the for the for that period in time. He did pretty well, you know. He he kept everything together. Uh, it, it all worked out in the end. No one says that Dale Talon should have continued, but we're also saying that Stan Bowman's time is up. And just because he won three cups a decade or half a decade ago, or you know, half a dozen years ago, and now he hasn't done anything since. Doesn't mean you just keep him around. You just keep kicking the can down the road. You're wasting your franchise's money by just having a guy hanging around as a, as a lame duck that isn't really getting anything done and making this yeah. this team any better. It's only gotten worse every single year. Yeah, I just think he has too much negative juju. I think you know one of one of his worst habits as a GM is the fact that he's always trying to kind of double down on his bad moves and, and, and I think, bring back his uh, beloved yeah, player. Yeah. Bring back. Yeah. The bring back move, the bring back movement, but you know, he, and you know, it just, it just seems like he is so, so much of his thinking and so much of his uh, motivation is improving the things that he's done in the past are right. And, you know, again, like the way he'll stick with guys like run black, you know? Um, and I just feel like if you were really rebuilding, as a franchise, why would you not go out and get a fresh perspective with no attachment to the sacred cows in this organization, which are all, you know, running, running uphill now, you know, I, it, it's just mind boggling. And, and, and again, what I come back to is, is the, the management of the Blackhawks um, has at least, you know, at least when, when McDonough was being dishonest, he did so with a little bit of flair, <laughs> you know, I mean, and also the winning made, made that a lot easier to swallow. Now they're losing and they can't, they can't, you know, get out of their own way as far as messaging and as far as, you know, how they're, how they're serving things up from a PR standpoint. And it just feels like it's spiraling. It's like, you know, the, the rebuild thing was a disaster, the rebuild rollout, as I call it. And I, I think this, this, I mean, just the reaction on Twitter today to the news about Bowman, it was like, this is worse. This is worse. I mean, people were expecting him to get fired. I mean, I think we all knew that this was probably going to happen, but, but even so, I mean, it's just like, it is really like a cold slap in the face when you, when you, when you realize that they, they've rewarded this guy. It's, it's stunning. Yeah. I, it, I, 
I have to go with my, uh, I have to definitely go with my conspiracy theory on this one is that awesome. they don't want to upset Scotty and they don't want to upset Stanny. And they're, this is their way of firing them without firing them, but keeping them in the organization, keeping everyone happy. That's you know, the only way it makes any sense at all. Otherwise, this is just going to be, you know, until they finally decide to fire Stan Bowman from both positions, uh, this team is just going to wallow in mediocrity for a while because they're not bad enough to get good draft picks. They're not good enough to be, you know, successful in the playoffs. They're just going to be that juicy middle. And that's gonna what they're going to be. Yeah, you know, and it would be like this team to, you're right, Gabe. I mean, I could definitely see that happening where they bring in or groom the next GM, but I don't trust their judgment about picking that person. I really don't, you know. Um, uh, Oh, God help us. Somebody was suggesting that on Twitter today, too. He's he's the guy who should have had the job, and I'm like, no, you don't want that. I mean... Yeah, he was a hired gun that was that was there to chip for the uh, for McDonough. So, yeah, is it? It's kind of sad that both the Blackhawks and the Cubs have squandered all the goodwill they built up with winning those championships. It's amazing. In in less than five years, I, I, it, the Blackhawks like they've like literally like you guys said a couple years ago even saying Stan Bowman didn't deserve all the credit for the championships was blasphemy. Now we're on pitch. We got pitchforks out waiting at the gate. I know it's, it's stunning. You know, here's the thing too. And a lot of people say, well, it's because the fans are never happy and, and it's what, what you've done for me lately. I, I disagree. I think this is a team that could roll out of bed and make the fans happy every day. And yeah, when they, when they, but the, what the, the interesting thing about this team, and I've said this for a few years now, is they, they really handled winning well, but they did not handle losing well. And everything they have done has been bad. The optics have been bad. And it's like, you know what? I mean, and I've talked about this, and I remember the last time I got into this on Twitter with some people. I mean, it, it, you know, I just said they should, they should do what the Rangers did and come out and say, look, we got to rebuild this thing, and it's going to suck for a couple of years. But stick they with us. say it, but they're not doing it. Right. Who, the exactly. Rangers? No, no, no. The Blackhawks. Blackhawks. Yeah, they I know. They were going to do it, but they're not doing it. They're but, requiring 27-year-old RFAs for Brandon right, but, 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 but the way that, that the Rangers said it, you knew they meant what they were saying. And they did it. Right. And they've started doing it. And, um, you know, but the truth of the matter is, is that is I believe that Danny Wirtz, um, that the apples in the Wirtz family don't fall very far, 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 yeah, far from the tree. And Danny Wirtz is looking at the balance sheet and he's looking at the, at the short-term cost of a rebuild. And it's, it goes back to what Bill Wirtz said 30 years ago, Stanley Cups, those things cost too much. Rebuilds, those things cost too much. So we're gonna, just going to keep riding this thing and trying to sell tickets as best we can um, and keep bullshitting the fans and tell them about our rebuild while our best players get over 35. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I'm hoping... I'm hoping to be somewhat pleasantly surprised by his huge influx of talent that will be necessary to become a, a contender again. I just don't know where beyond Kirby doc, I don't really know where I can count on it coming from. Yeah. Well, there, like you said, John, re- Sean, Sean picked that up too. Uh, they don't have any offensive prospects in the system. They no. don't. Oh wait, they have Michael Tepley. Oh, they're Michael hyping up Tepley. Brandon Hagel, who was just a, a UFA and maybe, you know, a bottom, maybe a, 
he's a, he's a four, as as Mario said before, he's a four A player. Yeah, he's he's too good for the minors, but he's not good enough to be anything but a bottom tier guy in, in the pros. Yeah, but so. like John said, rebuilding is hard. Um, it is. They should have if 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 you really want to do it right, um, you have to look to it. You look to a different sports franchise. You look to the – it's a different sport, but you trade guys a year early before a year too late. You start rebuilding before you get to this point, and they didn't do it. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Goldstein. <laughs> right there, baby. No, dude, that's it. That That is just it. I mean, I, you know, I, I hate to say it. They probably will get around to trading Duncan Keith when it's like the tread has fallen off the tire, yep. and they they you know just can get something back, or you know, or they never will. And I'm not, I don't want to trade Duncan Keith. I love Duncan Keith as a player. I'd love to see him retire a Blackhawk. But at the bottom line is, if you, For yeah, sure. if you're gonna if you're gonna rebuild though, Duncan Keith and Duncan Keith's contract are the kind of thing you need to trade when you can get some value in right. terms of futures. They go out and they talk about rebuilding and they get a 26 year old Russian defenseman who's always underperformed, you know, or they get some, some ECHL guy from, from LA. Um, they're not, they're not serious. They're not serious. It, this is, you know, it's a joke. Yeah. No, this is rebuilding. Their, their definition of rebuilding is sit around and buy tickets and wait for us to figure out what the fuck we want to do in two or Ooh. three years. Bingo. It's, uh, it's the know. truth. I mean, the last rebuild, the last major, the Cubs did the last major rebuild in Chicago because the White Sox never had fans. So, like, that hey, rebuilding hey, didn't affect. Hey, hey, no, no, hey. I shouldn't say that. The White Sox didn't have fans that showed up, so it didn't affect their gate sales. The Cubs had fans show up, and then when their rebuild happened from 2012 to 2015, you saw the amount of people going to games getting less and less and less. Like if it would have went on for another two, you would have seen the revenue stream starting to, to drop. It's it's like you said, John. It's all about money. Yeah, it totally is. It totally is, and that's what professional. Uh, despite the illusion that fans have about professional sports, it's all about making money. Yeah, it's, well, it's they, it's that way in college sports too, frankly. For I mean, sure, as, for sure. As a as a diehard fan of the Ohio State Buckeyes football team, I can tell you that's Ooh. true, in, in that's true in, in in college as well. And oh, but you know, sure. but the other thing is fans forget, and, and and this is this is why the Blackhawks keep spinning these lines of bullshit, is that fans have the power to to to, to affect this situation, which is stop buying tickets, stop going to games. You know, and and they will. They're, stop I mean, buying merchandise, right? Stop buying merchandise. I mean, it's and they will. I mean, but I would I would be more proactive about it. Don't wait until you're completely fed up and you decide to start spending your money on Bulls tickets or, or Northwestern tickets or something like that. Do it now. Do it proactively. I mean, it just it just human beings are funny. They just won't let go of things. I mean, people. So many Hawk fans are. They think it's still 2016. It's not. We've had four years to prove it's not. Same with the Cubs. 2016 was four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they're still living it now. They're they're still hanging on to it. I think I think they're going to do what the Blackhawks don't want to do. I think they're going to they're going to unload. They're going to unload somebody big. I mean, they've already unloaded Kyle Schwarber uh, for nothing, but I think they're going to unload you, Darvish. And try to get as much value as you can 
while you still can get it. No, seriously, three thing. Uh, all kidding aside, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Goldstein is bringing us the Cubs beat. It, it's it's <laughs> relative to what like Duncan like John said about Duncan Keith. Like they should trade him when he has value, and you have to. He's a depreci- He's a depreciating asset right now. Definitely. So is Taves. Right. They and, all. But Taves, Taves, you're not going to get. Well, a Taves has the no movement clause, and you're not going to get what you think you want. So also, you have to trade into a team that is enough cap space to absorb that hit. So he's probably more difficult to move. I think you know, and people people make that argument, and I get that it wouldn't be easy per se. You'd but, have to sweeten the deal. You'd right, have to, or you'd have to, you'd have to swallow some salary, or take back, or you'd have to take back a contract that um, was equally as bad, but for less term. Exactly. Or yeah, less you're money. you're not going to get equal value for any of them, probably at this point. No, I, yeah, I think long. it depends, and I think it depends on what you know. If, if it's a team, for example, that could use a defenseman like Keith, um, you know, that they think that would put them over the top in terms of you know contending for a Stanley Cup or a center like Taves or something like that. I'm not saying it will happen, but I, I also wouldn't rule it out. I mean, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat in a trade. And, you know, for those guys, I think, especially after this season, um, you know, the, the thought of uh, contending for a cup again before the end of their careers, it might appeal to them. And, uh, you know, you but you'll never know. You got to get really bad, really fast, really right, bad, right, really fast. Right, and right. if you have Kane, Taves, and Keith, it slows that process down. Right, right. Right. You'll, yeah, you'll, they just got really bad, a little bit slower. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now they're at the really bad part with Taves, Kane. Right. They're still not, they're still not like the Rangers bad when the Rangers sold everything and then yeah. traded. This year. And this year could be that. You know, and I don't know. I don't know what the decision process was on Robin Leonard. And I don't know what the decision process was on Corey Crawford. It's quite possible that that John McDonough was meddling in the situation and, and Stan Bowman's instincts were, were right. It's possible. I mean, I, I doubt that John McDonough was the guy pushing to sign Robin Leonard um, in uh, July of 2019. Um, I believe I got to believe that was people more in hockey ops were pushing for that. Um, but, you know, who was it on the team who, who didn't want to sign Leonard to a long term deal? Somebody did. And, you know, maybe that was McDonough, you know. But again, I mean, how much, I, and that's the thing I kind of wonder, I, I, pers- I, I just don't think it could have been that much on McDonough that, that Bowman doesn't bear some responsibility for this stuff. Because again, if you're rebuilding, why wouldn't you have dealt Crawford at the deadline too? You know, I, it just, it, it's the whole thing is just, it's, it's wackadoodle. What did, yeah. what did firing John McDonough actually get you now that you look at that Sam Bowman got promoted? What did firing John McDonough actually get gain them? Nothing. One less salary. Gave them an excuse, a goat. One less yep. salary and, and probably, yes, an excuse. Um, oh, you know. well, we got rid of John. He was the problem. Yeah. And yeah. It wasn't Stan, but when you figure out Stan two years down the road, when you figure out Stan was the problem too, then it's going to be, you know, Stan's yeah. out the door and, uh, you know, whatever. They're, they're just making excuses. Yeah, well, and then going back to what you're talking about, you know, if Bowman keeps running his mouth about prospects, you know, with no pro experience, not even AHL experience coming in and doing this and doing that, um, he's going to have nowhere to hide now. He's going to own this stuff. I mean, we're not, we're, you know, we're not going to let him forget some of the other stuff he owns too, but, um, but he's not going to, he's not going to be able to hide. And, um, you know, you may, you guys may be right. I could definitely see the Hawks doing that is, you know, finding, 
their next little Bobo to bring along as GM. And, uh, you know, but, the, but the question becomes what, okay, fine. If Bowman's going to hire a GM to work for him, or they're going to groom a GM to work for Bowman, why is he the team president? Why? What's his qualification? I mean, he went to Notre Dame, you know, he, he, he helped Dale Talon mismanage the salary cap. I mean, <laughs> I just, I, the whole thing, I don't know. Why, don't know. and why do you have, why are, why are you letting the guy who can't evaluate talent pick the guy who's going to evaluate your talent? Yeah. It's just, it's all cyclical. It stands got to be out of the equation for things to get better. Yeah. I, I don't know. And I, I question the judgment of the, the works is in the, in all of this as well. Yeah. I and, really and, do. And they're so worried about taking, taking into account Taze and Kane and Keith, their contracts are up in three, three seasons. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, yeah, they're gonna, they a, could just, they're just as easy. Just get get out of here. Just walk, and you've wasted three seasons just doing what? Like treading water, treading water. Yeah, treading water. When you could have used them as some kind of a, a piece to get, you know, to bring in some some draft picks or whatever you're going to do to to build up the system instead of just having a thousand right. defensemen. Right. Because that's the other thing is that you know they keep telling everybody about you know their pipeline and man, you, you look at all the stuff that are pushing out about oh. um, this guy and that guy over in Europe and, you know, uh, Pia Suter and, and, and everybody else. And, you know, I mean, is Pia Suter going to be another Dominic Cahoon? Maybe. Okay. But, you know, Don, Dominic Cahoon, in spite of the, him, him being memorialized as a hall of famer is not that great of a player. I mean, I'd 10 times rather have Kubelik. Um, and you know, full marks in the Hawks for, for unearthing Kubalik. But, but yeah, that's the other thing. He's not gonna Pia Suter is not gonna be Kubalik either. No, right. For but sure. The, the, don't expect that at all. But they're you know, they keep you know, if you ask the casual fan, and if you ask the Homer fan who really has no benchmark across the NHL for how good the Hawks are and how good their prospects are, they'll tell you, oh, this talent pipe, oh, they're good. There's a great talent pipeline. The, the Blackhawks have been selling that line of bullshit for 30 years. I remember back around 2001, 2002, when they were selling your buddy Mikhail Yakubov and Pavel Vorobiev and um, Igor Radulov and Matt Keith and just all the way down, Matt Ellison, all the way down the line. And they're, they're doing the same thing now. They're peddling hope. And the truth is, is that their talent pipeline is probably bottom half of the league. John? Rebellions are built on hope. I, ooh, I like that. Yeah, Jen Erso, baby. There you go. Yeah, Sean, I got you, I, That was for you, Sean. Is that, um, is that Game of Thrones? Rogue One. No, that's, that's Rogue, Rogue One, Jen Erso. Quoting nice. Saw Gerrera. Nice. <laughs> there you go. There's their Star Wars beat. <laughs> so, gents, um, on that note, we are uh, getting into the home stretch here on this uh, abbreviated drink cast. Um, and we've got about 10 minutes left. Let's... Uh, Let's let's start on our closing thoughts, and uh, then we could do our plugs and and uh, say adios. Yeah, yeah. Um, closing th- closing thoughts on this fiasco of a of a Wednesday. Yeah, I, I don't think. I, first of all, I, we can't go the whole podcast without mentioning Jamie Faulkner and uh, right oh her gosh. job. I mean, that's what gets that, that's, that's what gets lost in all this. Yes, they, exactly. They made a woman the head of like business ops. Like a great move. Yeah. Like she's going to be great yeah. in her job and she's qualified and everything. And it's lost in all of it. But you know what, what I think? I think it completely, it, it kind of backfired on them. I think 
you know, this, this whole thing was going to happen and they, there was going to be a grand announcement that she was brought in, you know, in this position and everything like that. And they were going to kind of sneak Stan in behind it and, and, and have all this positivity. <laughs> and then it, it just completely flip-flopped. I know. Everyone just grabbed the Stan part of it, which we have clearly, because we sat here for 45 minutes talking about Stan Bowman and poor Jamie Faulkner barely gets, you know, Right, you want it the other way around. She really deserves. I mean, I don't know the qualifications to be the president of a business operations. Um, you know, we know hockey stuff. I don't really know business operations of an NHL team. So I, I'm sure she's very qualified for the job, and I have no doubt that she can do the job. But she's new, and she's being brought in the right. organization and all that. She's not some retread from another position in the organization. You know, right? I mean? I, you know, she's got a fantastic background in analytics and data, and I mean, that's the future. Um, of pro sports and uh, a lot of businesses in general. And I, I suspect it's probably a great hire. And certainly from an optics standpoint for, for this franchise, it's great. But, but what do they do? They completely bollocks it up by promoting Stan Bowman on the same day. It's yeah. like. They should so announce Stan Bowman's promotion like next week. Or, two weeks or, or New Year's Day, some some other time, because yeah. they stole the limelight from Jamie Jamie Faulkner. Yeah. Well, you know, their forethought in all in a lot of these things is clear that they don't have a lot of it. So they could probably fully expected, like I said, that you know they're going to say Jamie Faulkner and everyone was, well, this is great, everything's wonderful, and, and then sneak standing under you know in the back, and uh, they just <laughs> did the complete opposite because they're they're. they're they, they can't see six inches in front of their face. Yeah, they're uh, it's 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 just it's 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 just that you couldn't script it worse. You couldn't, you know. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right. So what? So Sean Goldstein, what do you think, man? What's, what are your, what are your <laughs> think, closing um, thoughts? Can I? The law it? firm here thinks that um, <laughs> that this move is just. Just going to keep us in in purgatory and neutral, and I don't know. I don't. I don't think it doesn't benefit the franchise in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm now. I'm hopeful for Gates' conspiracy theory. The uh, Kenny Williams treatment is what I'm going to call it from now on. Um, I'm hopeful that next year that's the case, um, and then we can really start the rebuild. Um, but uh, they won't be getting my money or uh, much of uh, much of my adoration after this move. Well, yeah, and, and too, on top of this, like this is just another example, you know, in, in all the line of evidence that they've basically just written this season off. Yeah. Whatever it yeah. is. I mean, yeah. 60 games, short COVID season, starting late, whatever it's going to be, uh, they've pretty much just written it all off. And so why make a big deal now? Why make it, why make the change? Why make any big changes right now? Take our time. We could take this whole season to do whatever we want to do and then it'll work with that afterwards. The Schaumburg and, Boomers won't be having viewing parties in their parking lot to watch the Blackhawks get shellac six nothing. Or I'm sorry, six to three. Let's go that because they'll yeah, score. They seven to two. Anybody. Seven to two. I mean, yeah, yeah. Um I lost my train of thought, sorry. <laughs> it's it's just overwhelming. We're old. It really is. It's it's really uh it's something. Yeah. Well, that's that was just my whole thing on that. Well, do folks, we anything, do we have anything we want to say about Danny Wirtz being made CEO? Do we think that's gonna? That's just. I think that's a. 
like an honorary position, honestly. Well, I, I think, you know, it's funny. I thought about that a little bit today too. And, and I think it definitely means that Rocky Wirtz is out. Um, uh, I think we kind of knew that was coming too. Uh, I don't know. You know, the, I guess, I guess if he's the new Rocky Wirtz, which appears he is, then, you know, um, I think they, I think the model has changed. Um, I think that, uh, you know, it's interesting that Faulkner is really more of an analytics person and, you know, will do a lot of probably strategy based upon data. Um, But I I get the feeling that, you know, the, the, she's not the glad handed promoter that John, that John McDonough was and that, you know, I I don't see her coming down the hall in her Blackhawks coaches warm up and trying to tell, uh, you know, Collins and what to do. (laughs) Like, like McDonough was rumored to have done more than a few times. And, and, uh, you know, so, so it It might help. You never know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. You never know. But I mean, at this point, it it does appear that the, that there is a new structure um, and that, uh, you know, again, depending on the people you have plugged in, that can be good or bad. Um, But uh yeah, I think I think it appears Danny Wirtz is in charge and he's calling the shots. And I got to say, Danny, if you're listening and no doubt you're not. Um, but if you were, I would tell you your first move, highly, highly questionable and highly risky, especially if you want to turn this franchise around. Yeah. Well, I know Danny follows me on Twitter, so he used to follow me and then he unfollowed me. <laughs> He may have unfollowed me since then. Clearly, some of your comments got to him, guys. Yeah, since I blew up and and quit on the fan base. (laughs) Maybe it's one of those deals where it's like, keep your enemies close. He's he's watching you. Yeah. He's got three burner accounts, and they're all following (laughs) you guys. Oh, okay. Danny Wirtz, Danny Wirtz, Manny Wirtz. (laughs) Danny (laughs) Wirtz. Oh God. All right. It's getting late. Um, yeah. Guys, this was my plugs and stuff real quick. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Yeah. Uh, so everyone kind of probably already saw, uh, I've been writing about uh, Seattle and I'm doing a Seattle ring cast. So this, uh, the Kraken hostel, Seattle ring cast, we're just talking Seattle Kraken and I had my first guest on. So uh, that's going to be fun. And uh, it's something a little new, a little fresh. I wrote a long history about Seattle and uh, a lot of things that I didn't even know that uh, this is not the first time that there's been expansion in Seattle. It's actually the third try for the NHL. And uh, I explain how that all happened and a lot of stuff going along with that. So that's a lot of fun. So check that out on the dash rink.com under the Seattle part, or you look up my name, you'll see that, that all there. And uh, I'm going to do the, the Seattle ring cast. So, and John, I'm sure we'll join, you know, sometimes on the, on the Seattle one and we'll just, let you know uh, various uh, rank members pop in if they want uh, when we're doing these things but trying to build a new fan base out in Seattle and it, it started well with uh, episode one of the uh, rank cast it's exciting it's exciting um, uh, we've uh, we've had some some good growth the last few years and any of you out there would like to get involved with the rank as a writer um, or bringing some other skills to bear we're, we're always in need of writers and people with uh, with a hockey background or or just um, a solid points of view in hockey and good, good communication skills. Give us a shout. It's, um, it's, a, it's a great place to be. Um, I'll give a testimonial. It's a great place to be. Um, great group. Uh, very, um, very helpful, very welcoming. And, you know, yeah, it's fun. 
it's fun yeah. to be a part of it. So uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. And also for any of the divisions, like just if you want to join any of the divisions, it doesn't have to be just Seattle. We have right. Toronto. We, we we're trying, we're looking to start up Columbus. Uh, we've got uh, obviously Colorado's really going, yep. really hitting it, and uh, the Blackhawks. And we've got all these divisions. So if if you want to uh, inquire about that, you can yep. email right for w r i t e f o r at the dash rink dot com. Send an email. Send some yep. examples of what you uh, you know of your writing and uh, or podcasts or whatever. I mean, we're, we're open for all this stuff. You know, yep. you could get guest spots on podcasts and stuff or video. Yeah. Yep. All cool stuff. So yep. send it yep. over there. Right for at the dash rink.com. Thanks. Or, or staff at the rink.com. The dash rink.com. That one will get us to, or you can reach out to us or, or ping us on the Twitters. We're always on there. Up to no good. Hijinks and mayhem. Danny yeah. words, burner account. Uh, <laughs> Manny Lanny. Sammy. Danny. That might be a Twitter handle I create. Danny Woods' burner account. Oh, <laughs> gosh, you guys. Um, all right. Um, I don't really have any plugs beyond our founding sponsors, uh, puckhockey.com, P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y. Head on over, get some gifts for Christmas. You don't have to go to the stores. You don't have to get the COVID. Just, uh, you know, click and select and click. All kinds of cool stuff on there. You can might even buy some of that rink gear. Um, yeah. Just saying. Why not um, throw I mean, a rink shirt in there? Yeah, absolutely. Nice you got a shopping cart, throw a rink shirt in there. Throw about 50 quality. of them in there. We don't make any money off it, as far as you know. Um, and use that discount code for 10% off, T-H-E-R-I-N-K. Um, and they will hook you up. And they'll always throw some stickers and crap in the bag, too, probably. So um, it's uh, it's really a good deal all the way around. Um, so, uh, Jeff, you got anything else? Uh, the one thing, uh, at Kraken crew underscore. Uh, that's who, uh, that's the gentleman that I had on his name is Brandon Seeley. Um, not to be confused with Nick Sealer. Uh, that's who I had on from the Kraken crew. He started up this, uh, this like fan crew out there. Uh, so go follow him. It's Kraken crew underscore. And, uh, yeah, go out and follow that account as well. Yeah. Follow the, uh, Kraken hustle account, which is the other podcast kind of spreading it, spreading it out into different accounts and uh, at the rink uh, Seattle too, as well. Yeah, there you go. John's Ellie. Gotta say something. <laughs> yeah. John's showing off his uh, Seattle hat, which is a really nice looking hat. It is. And, it really uh, is. I'm going to send uh, Brandon some uh, rink uh, stickers and stuff nice. out in Seattle so he can, he can spread the word out there. So. Yes. And speaking of which I have to model those as well. There, there you go. go. And, and, uh, Aaron actually has some, if you contact Aaron, uh, he has some uh, uh, rig Colorado ones yep. too. They're round ones. Yep. They look like the avatar that we uh, uh, use on the ring Colorado account. And Aaron did an interview for his podcast recently. Uh, yeah. That was very well received. So check that out yeah. too. My yeah. uh, brother from another mother, check out his podcast. That's too. right. Aaron, Aaron Goldschmidt, the brother of Sean Goldstein. Yes, yeah, so we now um, have three ring casts. You have the Blackhawks. We have yes. the Arizona, or not Arizona, Colorado one. <laughs> We're losing it, man. Um, yeah, I know. I am losing it. The Colorado one and now the Seattle one. And this is what we yeah. intended, would like to do yeah. with all the divisions. So. Yeah, the thing, really, the only thing holding us back is we need more 
smart, uh, focused people who want to get involved in, in writing and blogging and vlogging on hockey. And uh, we've got all kinds of opportunities for you. So just give us a shout. Um, this thing's growing and uh, we got good swag. Yeah, um, and we've got a YouTube where we can start uploading videos to YouTube, yeah. things like that. So we've got all that stuff that, that's at our disposal. Yeah. We, uh, all right. Rumor has it, we know the technical guy. So. That's right. We do. That's yeah. right. So um, this has been fun. Um, uh, we, uh, we're, we're glad you've joined us. And uh, we'll be back probably as we get a little closer to the start of the season or if any uh, more disappointing news crops up. Um, in the meantime, um, enjoy your holidays, everybody, and we'll see you on the ring.